0: the godly on the go hey! sup everybody welcome to commuter's communion your devotional appetizers for the godly on the go my goal here is to help you to be spiritually fed through your communion with christ even if you got to go through the drive. my name is terrence moore at live and more on social media and today what's on the menu is all things working together typically when people talk about this concept we usually refer to romans eight twenty eight, a verse that you know some of us are familiar familiar with or not um, basically all things work together for those who love the lord and are called according to his purpose It's a verse that's situated between the assurance of the love that God has for us, our intercessor, and the inseparability that we have with that love. And it's also situated between the encouragement we have in um, this unseen hope. There's the hope of future glory and the assurance of inseparable love and knowing that in this love and in between time, all things work together. However, I'm going to take a little different route with this today. I was recently brought to first peter one where it talks about a living hope and it made me think about grief and trials and the host of different difficulties that basically paint the all things portion of what we're looking to be redeemed of and what we're looking to be working for our good one day what i feel like this passage did to add to that conversation of all things work together is instruct us with the perspective of how to work through the difficulty and how to Work through this difficulty while you're in the trials. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. That's what's on the menu. So let's dig in. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 through 10. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you've been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. My main point from this passage is gonna be this. In knowing that all things work together, there's joy to be found in the fact that the things that grieve us now will one day result in praise. To go into that a little bit more, I actually want to start with the hard part of this, the trials, the things that, that grieve us. Trials are hard. Let's be real. I think we have a tendency to try to minimize the difficulty of these things, but I think it's best if we actually acknowledge and confess that trials are hard. The trials that we face as Christians that are both internal or external. It can be internal, something as a sin or something uh, that you haven't been able to really break or get over, something internal like that. Or it can be external, a circumstance, an obstacle, something that just seems to be weighing down on you. And these trials can be so difficult that they can grieve you. That's something that really sticks out to me here. The difference between grief and strain. If I'm in the gym and I'm trying to lift up a weight That can be straining. It takes some energy. It takes a little bit of effort. But grief is different. Grief has a sort of weight and a bearing on your soul. It has a sort of weight and oppression upon your spirit. It has a certain toil that it has on you emotionally. And that's the word that he chooses to use here. But when you have been grieved uh, by various trials. And I think it's okay for us to admit that. We shouldn't have to be embarrassed or shamed because of that. Contrastly, my first point in talking about how Um, There's joy to be found in the fact that the things that grieve us now will one day result in praise My first point is that trials are for Christians When you become a Christian Your DNA changes to where you're genetically engineered to handle trials differently You're genetically engineered to handle them with hope With faith With endurance With dependence upon your Savior And dependence on the community, the body of Christ Not only that, not only are you especially engineered for something that is distinctly difficult, but you have the asset of what my second point is. If my first point is that trials are hard, but trials are for Christian, my second point is that in the fire of trials, you'll either perish or be perfected. And that's linked to verse seven. We see here that it says, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor. So even though we find that in fire you're either gonna perish or be purified, we see here that the difference between what happens is genuine faith. What makes you as a Christian fundamentally different Is that your faith equips you to handle trials with a certain uh, with a certain certainty (laughs) to say and what that does is fundamentally change the question from is this trial going to overcome me to how is my faith in that how is my trust in god and the actual rest that i find in him the actual resilience the actual leaning that comes from that faith how is that equipping me to endure this trial differently It's not a question no longer of, am I going to perish? But how is the purification that is going to come from this fire going to change me? And so the second point, again, in the fire of trials, you will either perish or be purified. And the difference is genuine faith. We find it in verse 7. My third point here is that what grieves you now will result in praise later. Again, we see that in verse 7. And what I want to talk about here is that and how the Lord will reveal himself in your trials, the result will be so that you will somehow come to praise, come to glory and come to honor. And I really want you to key in on what praise is meaning here. When you're thinking about praise, I want you to think about joy. A phrase that appears a few times actually within these few verses and is the answer to how you're gonna navigate these trials as you're in them knowing that one day they're all gonna come together. What the word is saying here is that the things that grieve us now will result in praise later. And that should produce immeasurable joy. It should produce a joy in you that's qualified for everything that's happening in this verse. It should produce a joy in you because you know your Savior was grieved for for you. When you think about the grief that you're getting from your trials now, know that there was no greater grief that man ever endured than the grief that your Savior had knowing that how he would be crushed for your sin. Know that what you're facing now and the difficulty of that pales in comparison to the grief that your Savior had while being on the cross and that he joyfully took up knowing that he loved you. It should produce joy, knowing that you're more precious than gold. It's interesting that it uses that metaphor, saying that you're more precious than gold that perishes. So you as a Christian, you won't perish. But also, you should know that the oppression and the difficulty and the trials that you're going through, don't diminish your value. You're still seen not as gold, but more precious than it. So the next time that you're feeling oppressed or heavy by the trials that you're going through and that you feel like your value specifically is being questioned. Know that it's not being questioned but that trials reaffirm your value. You should feel joy in the fact of knowing that you're built for this, that's my point too said. And you should feel joy knowing that you can rejoice in trials that you can't see breakthrough and hope in, but in the same way that you can love a God that you can't see, in the same way that you can trust and rejoice in a salvation through a God that you can't see. That's the same blueprint you're going to have for this. That's the same joy that you're going to be able to have knowing that all things are going to work together. And that's the blueprint. That's how you produce joy amidst trials, knowing that one day it will result in praise. So let's recap these points. Number one, trials are hard, but trials are for Christians. Number two, in the face of trials, you will either perish or be purified. And the difference of that is going to be in genuine faith. And number three, what grieves you now will result in praise later. And that's additional reason for immeasurable joy. So those are our three points. And as you know, every episode, I wanna leave you with to go play for you. So today, it's just one thought. Am I facing my trials with the integrity of the knowledge that this will result in a purified me and a glorified God? Am I facing my trials Knowing that my value isn't decreased, but it's still more than gold, more precious than gold. So take that, develop it out more with the Lord, take it into your time with him and know that all things work together. I pray that as we go into our days and as we undoubtedly face different trials, whether they're internal or external, I pray that we're reminded um, that the Lord only purifies who he loves and that genuine faith is going to take us through things that we can't see. I pray that we are lifting our uh, eyes and our hands to the cross. I pray that we bow down and bow in humility, our perspectives, our optimism, all of that, that it bows in humility to the God who can take all things and work them together. In Jesus' name, amen. So this has been Commuters Communion, your devotional appetizers for the godly on the go. I'm Terrence Moore, and until next time, stay fed.